Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. We're welcoming Kira Ingram to the show. For the past 16 years, she's been specialized in making real estate bosses and changing people's lives through leveraging the power of real estate. A long time ago, she realized that wealth is built, grown, and maintained through the game of real estate. Since the realization, she's been at work with real estate agents, investors, and small business owners to use that game to obtain the lifestyle they want and deserve, legitimize their businesses, put money in their bank accounts, build generational wealth, and make their dreams a reality. She's a mother, a wife, an ordained minister, a multi-state real estate broker, a businesswoman, an author, and a strategist. We really are excited to talk to Kira Ingram. Well, then let's just jump in, Kira. Thank you for coming on. And um, thank really, I'm, I'm excited to find out what's working. It's exciting to me to be with someone who's so committed to their business and their family life and what you're building now in Philadelphia and being named the largest, what is it, the largest Black-owned brokerage in the city? Independent brokerage, yes. Independent brokerage in the city. Let's start there. Let's, you know, because the way we were just sharing pregame a little bit about that was surprising to you. You didn't have your eye on that number, that metric. Right. What talk about that? What do you have your eye on? And how many agents is that? And give me a so, give me a sense of the world there. So we started with three agents in November of 2020. Uh-huh. And now we are at 43 agents in June of 2022. So uh, that, okay, so that's some exciting growth. <laughs> Yeah, it is exciting. That is um, cool. All right. Well, talk about that. So what did you have your eye on? How did you build it out that fast? Talk to me about what's important to you. So what's important to me is my mission, which my mission is, although we help everyone, we love everyone. My mission is to increase real estate education, ownership and wealth in black, brown and underserved communities. Mm-hmm. So that's just been my like everywhere I go, every room I'm in. This is what I'm talking about, um, making sure that we are trying to service the community and do classes, making sure that we're like doing food collections. We just had one on Saturday when we um, we just found someone that was on TikTok that was giving away food in one of the worst areas in our city. Mm-hmm. We collected food and socks and just all type of things for him. So that's really been my focus is to focus on community service as well as focus on agents outside of their numbers. That's it. 
Great. And when you say agents outside their numbers, that obviously means something to you. That's a code word for something. What is that? (laughs) So that's like mindset. What's really going on with you, how you're dealing with life. I feel like this is like the most stressful period of time in my lifetime. I mean, I'm only 39, but still it's, you know, we've had some pretty crazy stuff happen over the years. People are not have, I, I have never seen people as stressed as they are right this second. Um, and it's been years of this, you know, unknown with COVID and then the racial di- and, um, you know, diversity issues yeah. and just all of this stuff. So really focus. We have a prayer every Monday morning. Mm. People don't have to attend if they don't want to, but they can. Some people never attend, but they throw out their prayer requests to us. So we add them to the list. Um, we have mindset class every other week where we're literally talking about how to change your mindset how to not be scared of success, how to not be scared of failure. We've done breathing exercises. We've done yoga. So we're focused on all the stuff, not just the money, because I feel like COVID has made everyone more aware Mm -hmm. of how important life in general is. Mm -hmm. And not, not only the money part, the money part will come, but what kind of impact are we having on our communities? How much are we valuing the time that we have here on earth? And what are we doing with it? And it's so great. So, so much of that is unique and so much of that is um, similar to what other agents thought. I mean, I don't know. You're my first ordained minister broker. Owner, <laughs> right? I, other than me, but I'm a universal life church. So it doesn't really, okay. doesn't really count. You know, um, <laughs> I, I married someone over the weekend. I married my nephew. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it counts. But really, you're an, you're an ordained minister minister. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I've been ordained since I was 14. Well, I was a minister since I was 14. I've been ordained since I was about 19. That is just so cool. And so then, so, but you're the, my first prayer group interview, but at the same time, that world of outside the numbers and taking care of people and listening for their growth, their personal growth, and knowing that the numbers take care of themselves when your attention is on growing people, developing people. Right. No, that's been that is that is a drum that every broker owner and team leader bangs on to as a call. Right. And then the other thing is just beautiful is the the mission is bigger than we're going to flip. You know, we're going to turn 200 sides this year. There's actually a mission, you know, to educate. Talk to me about what programs you have to educate the the black, brown, and underserved communities? What do you do to provide education? So I'm we do the normal like home buyers classes. We mm-hmm. do home seller classes. We found that there were a lot of home sellers who during COVID, maybe you didn't pay your mortgage because you didn't really have to, you had yeah. excuses. And now you have equity, but you have no idea like what to do because you weren't paying it and you don't want to get kicked out and you have equity. So we've been educating people around that. We also been doing a lot of financial literacy classes People don't have any clue of what money really does and like what you can do with it and how it can build wealth. Um, We have done classes about um, life insurance. So just all of the basic building blocks that most people aren't taught in school, but in underserved communities, it's even worse. So we've really been working on trying to help people not be embarrassed about what they don't know and bring in the professionals to talk to them about where they really are and where they can go. Great. Now, do you do those on Zoom, in person? We do a lot of them in person, but we do have some classes um, on Zoom. Just last weekend, we did like a, a HUD certified class via Zoom, and we also did it in person as well. And when you're doing those classes on Zoom, how do you promote them to the community? How do you get people there? How many people do you expect at one of those? 
So the one we just did this weekend, we had about 135 people um, between Zoom and in person. And one of the easiest things to do, which I never thought of, this was really my son's idea. We literally make every agent a personalized flyer, put their faces on it, put their names on it, ask them to share it with their, their social media followers. And it works better than buying ads. And we can fill up every single class that we have. That is brilliant. So every agent has their own personal branded flyer for that meeting. Yep. And we call it social swag. So they expect to receive something personalized every month from my son. And he makes some um, personalized social media stuff that they can share on their page with our logo on it. And is it just like a calendar of the events or is each event its own? Each event has like its own flyer. It's great. And the classes are free? Most of the classes are free. Sometimes they have a small cost, like maybe $5 or $10. But the one we just had this weekend with 135 participants, it was free. Um, And we leave with a list of probably like 200 people because some of the people didn't show. And then the agents follow up with them during the week after the event. That's dynamite. And just Eventbrite for the tickets and registration? Eventbrite and then on our website. So cool. So great. And about how many of those do you do a month? Um, We try to do three a quarter. Three a quarter. Yep. Because we are broken up. One of the things I did with my brokerage is break it up into teams to make sure everyone feels touched. So each um, team leader has a certain number of people on their team, and each team is responsible for doing one community event every quarter. Great. So each team, so you have age. So talk to me about the breakdown of your brokerage and how that works with your teams and the team leaders and talk a little bit about how you, you know, compensate those people and what that looks like. So I feel like I'm the servant on the bottom, helping everybody that I can, and then over me would be like our success coach. And then over him is our three team leaders. Each team leader is compensated with 15% of the brokerage side of the commission. So whatever I make, I'm paying them from that. So it's not that the agents are paying them, it's that I'm paying them. Um, Our success coach is salary. So he makes a flat salary. And then um, as we reach certain goals, all of them get a bonus. So we reach our goal for the quarter, then the success coach will get a bonus as well as the admin team, as well as the team leaders. And then the team leaders are responsible for up to 20 agents. Right now they have about 14 people or so. You know, every time we have a new agent that comes on, all team leaders get to interview that agent after me or the success coach has interviewed them. And then they decide whose team would be a best fit for that, for that person. And how often do they talk to them? What's their, how, what's the coaching structure between the success, hey, easy for me to say, (laughs) success coach and the team leader, are they taught, do you talk to people every day? Where are people at in terms of their development? People must come in new, don't know how to write a contract versus someone who's done 20 sides last year. Right. So we have training ongoing that I teach as well as the team leaders teach because they're more experienced and um, higher producing agents. Um, So they try to teach maybe once or twice a month. They offer a class on a specific topic where they're holding the agent's hand through it. So we don't want it to just be like they're on Zoom listening to someone like blah, blah, blah. And they don't have their camera on or whatever. Like this is a working meeting. Pull out your contract. Let's fill it out. Yeah. Pull out your um, MLS. Let's do a CMA together. So that's what they do. Um, and then they're they're responsible for touching bases with their team at least once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So each person on the team gets talked to by the team leader every week. Yeah. And the success coach every week, separate 
Every, with the success coach, every other week they have mindset classes. Every week we have prayer that he leads. Um, and then they can also book private time with him. He's also a licensed minister. So if they just want to talk about something personal that's going on in their lives, or if it's something related to the business, they can book an hour with him. That is freaking great. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's just so inspiring. Talk to me about the, well, just let's get into what we started talking about the splits. What are the basic splits for the team? Where do, how do you work out your brokerage splits? As far as the agents are concerned. Yeah. So the agent splits range from 50-50 to um, 75-25. The team leaders are on an 85-15 split. Great. Fabulous. And the 75, the, the split ranges on the number of deals you do? Nope. The splits range on how much you participate. So we have this thing called participate, produce, or pay. They can participate, which means they come to at least 12 things we have every month. They can produce one transaction from the previous month, or they can pay $75 a month and they will have the um, 75 uh, commission split. If it's a lead that we give them, that's one of 50-50. Great. That's so great. So clean. <laughs> so nice. That's awesome. And I try to keep it simple, but. <laughs> I, I know, but it really does. You know, I, we, I, there's all sorts of, you know, every time I talk to somebody about their splits, I think, yeah, okay, those are, I mean, it's different than what we do, but it's not radically different than what we do. Right. And so everyone hears themselves like, oh yeah, okay. Those, it's The splits aren't the thing. I think the thing that really is, do you know what's responsible for that kind of growth from three to 43 in just two years like that? Have you? I'm nice, but I'm tough at the same time. I really think that's it. Like, I really care about my agents. They yeah. know that I care. Everyone has my cell phone. It's not like I'm this, you know, person that's too important. They know I'm, I am busy. I have four kids and doing all of this stuff. So they do understand that. But literally everyone has my cell phone. Everyone can get in touch with me. And they know that when they give me their ideas, they know that I'm going to try to incorporate them into what we're doing. I feel like people are more inclined to help you grow when they know that they're a part of what's going on. Yeah. So if they feel like they're helping build it, they're going to refer their agents that they know in their lives and stuff like that as well. We also have a real estate school, which helps. We don't take everyone from the school, but we have a real estate school as well. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I would think that I wouldn't say that it's that because you're nice. I do think it's, <laughs> I do think caring is a big, big, big difference. And then the mission. I mean, it's there's an integrity to the culture. Right. That you're talking about where people can see themselves. You know, you probably it's a self-selecting group of people right. that show up on your door ready to go. You know, it's not for everybody. That's not everybody's mission. Right. But everyone you get, it's, it is their mission. And they yeah. wouldn't be happy not fulfilling on their mission, you know, at the big box brokerage down the street. Right. And it's just it's fabulous. Kira, I just love it. Thank the, you. Uh, First of all, I love the mission. That mission is for me. You know, I, I do first time home buyer classes and seller classes for that very reason, because right. I'm, you know, that people experience agency in their life and building equity is the quickest way to experience agency in your life. Yeah. And home ownership is the access to equity for people. So that's right. my whole thing. And, but so I really, I can hear a mission when it's there. You talk about Simon Sinek, the big why. You know, that's your why is you're here to take care of, serve the underserved, like right. traditionally underserved communities. That's awesome. Thank you. What's next? You know, how do you, you know, here you are, you know, two years in now you're the largest independent black owned brokerage in Philadelphia. What now that you know that, 
What do you see? What are you out to build? What are you creating as next? Well, we want to just keep growing. I would love to create a space that is um, agent-centered where we have, I don't know, like car detailing and a dry cleaners and a little daycare for all of our agents in one, one facility. I would love to have something like that. Um, we want to keep helping people. My first goal was like, okay, if we can just get 25 agents on him, like, okay, maybe we'll get 50, maybe we'll get 100. So I really don't know what God has in store for us, but we're in the process right now of adding a mortgage company um, internally. So that's that's big for us. I just want to keep adding and growing and really focus on meeting the needs of the agents. I think that this market shake up whatever people want to call it. I'm not scared of it. I feel like it's going to be okay. But I think that the brokerages that are able to, number one, stay open, and number two, really meet the needs of the agents outside of just how much money they're making are the ones that are going to thrive. So I just want to make sure that I differentiate myself from the other brokerages in that way. Yeah, I hear you. I do. I'm exactly the same way. I think that's exactly right. I think the shake that shake up of the market, the whatever this is, the shift yes. is going to shake out the weaker agents, you know, they and the weaker brokerages that don't actually take on developing their people. Right. Um, great. And I guess, you know, I mean, you've covered so much and I just love the clarity with which you speak about what you're up to. It's a, you know, give me some stuff that you read. Give me some stuff that other people can, you know, that you use as source material, both inspirationally and for your business. So other people can get connected to how you've developed yourself. I'm a nerd, so I read everything, literally. So there's not like one particular thing that I read. Like if there is uh, on my Amazon list of books, I mean, it's probably over 100 books and I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to buy them as I as I get time. But um, anything having to do with changing people's lives. Not so much business stuff. Like I've read a lot of business books, you know, throughout my journey to where I'm at right now, but more so on being a good leader um, and really impacting my community. I really want to make sure that I'm using the platform and the money and the the resources that I have to really make a difference. So Mm -hmm. I'm reading anything related to that. Of course, I'm reading all of the boring Forbes and um, Washington Post and Philly Empire, like all of those newspapers, everything they were supposed to read, I'm reading that as well. But at this particular point, um, I'm not so into the news of what is happening in the market. I feel like the news is it scares everyone and it, it's usually behind the fact anyway. It's like Maybe fact long ago and it's not <laughs> applicable for every market. Right. So I'm really like into all of the reports in my MLS, I write MLS. So I'm studying those financials that most agents never even look at. I'm studying the days on the market. I'm studying the price changes, the price, the price drops in different neighborhoods. And I'm sharing that information with my agents so that they can, you know, guide their clients accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the Bible. I read the Bible all the time. So that's that's helpful. But those are the those are the types of things that I'm reading. And it doesn't have to be from some established author. It could just be some good inspirational information that can help me change other people's lives. Right. And what's open on your book nightstand right now? What are you reading? Right now, what's open on my nightstand is E-Myth, which I have read a hundred times. Yeah, I always come back to it. I feel like no matter what, I always come back to it because it's always something new you can find in it. Um, And because I'm going over profit first with my agents, 
I'm back into Profit First all over again. So <laughs> those are like recurrent books that I just keep them and then I just pull them back out um, every now and again. So yep. those are the two things on my nightstand right now. Fabulous. Well, I, again, we're two really basic, solid books, Profit First is life-changing, both life-changing books for me. It's yeah. really great. And, and that and um, Think and Grow Rich. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, every year. They're slowly um, making a movie about it. I feel like, it, yeah, but it looks a little cheesy, but whatever. It looks a little cheesy, but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> you know, that's right. You can't get that message enough. Have you read, it's Napoleon Hill, it's the devil. You would dig this. Hang on, Kira. I'm going to okay. because you, it was written after Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And it was never published because he was afraid it was too controversial. Oh, wow. Outwitting the devil. No, I never heard of All it. Right, here, as a minister, you're going to, it's going to blow your mind. Outwitting the devil, Napoleon Hill. Okay. okay. I got it on, I got it on Audible. And um, it is an interview. It's Napoleon Hill interviewing the devil. Wow. And it's mind blowing. It's so great it's got a long intro long mm-hmm. stuff before you get to it but you know given everything that you've just said about mindset and da, 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 all that world right outwitting the devil I, it was one of the books i picked up off this podcast someone else recommended it and i was okay. like because yeah, i always pick up what they people recommend if i haven't read it i'm like i'll listen to it and it is great i want to look into it yeah yeah really good as a minister you think you really really appreciate the space of it but it really was he was afraid it was going to be way too controversial and it wasn't it wasn't printed till the mid 90 mid 80s wow you know 1980s right just fabulous anyway cool Kira, is there anything else that you want to say about the brokerage or anything else you want people to know or how they can find you or anything else that i didn't ask you that i should have asked you the best way for them to find me is on Instagram. It's um, at ki.queenpen. Um, they can also find me online, www.kiraingram.com. You can stay up to date with whatever we have going on. Anything that you didn't ask me, everyone always asks me, how do you manage being a mom of four and running your business? Great. Right. How do you manage being a mom of four and running your business? <laughs> I don't believe in work-life balance, which is not the right answer, but that's my answer. Um, I really make sure that when I'm spending time with my kids, I'm 100% focused on being a great mom. When I'm not with my kids, I am not 100% focused on being a great mom. I'm focused on my business. And I think that's what has helped me be able to grow and prioritize things at the moment. I think too many times, especially women, we put it on our plate that we have to have perfect balance and be able to prioritize everything. And that didn't work for me. So this is what I do and it's worked so far. It's awesome. I would say that that means you have perfect work-life balance. But that's the perfect work-life balance. When you're at work, you're at work. And when you're at, with your kids, you're with your kids. And when you're doing something else, you're doing something else. But that's everything else is not balanced at all. That is how you've balanced it. And, right. and are, are your kids healthy and well and strong and great? They're great. One's about to go to college. So I think well, I'm doing okay. <laughs> you're doing okay. That is, that's the evidence of work-life balance, not the standard in your mind. And that is the problem that many, many women face and not and I and again this is one of the great injustices and imbalances in our culture is that men don't have that double standard. I've never once I, not not never once. There are times <laughs> where I've gotten into, you know, I should be doing something different than I'm doing as a dad, but I don't carry the weight that I know the women in my life carry. Right. 
we get mom guilt either way, no matter what decisions we make. (laughs) And there's just not, there's really not very much dad guilt out there. Right. Right. And as someone who cultivates guilt and shame, like I do, (laughs) that's not one of them. So, right. Anyway. All right. Very cool. Well, Kira, it's a delight to talk to you. I so appreciate it. I'm sure we'll stay in touch. Yes. um, People get in touch with you on the show notes. Thank you so much. Have a great, great day. Okay. You too. Great to meet you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.